Well, good evening, everyone. I'm Pastor Mark. Yesterday morning, I I woke up in a, in the country of of Haiti, and I don't know if you've ever been there, or how much you know about about Haiti, but Haiti is a is a desperate place. Uh, it's a place that that is living out the residual nightmare of French colonialism, its revolution for its own freedom, corruption and pain. And in the nation of, of Haiti, beautiful people try to scrape out of existence in the best of situations. And where I woke up was in one of the poorest cities in Haiti, and that's called Ganaive. But there's a, there's a dump, a slum, a, a marginalized place outside of Ganaive called Jubilee. It's kind of a funny name if you think about it. But this is the poorest of the poor, the marginalized of the marginalized. This is a place where people don't dare about thinking about tomorrow. They're just wondering how they're going to make it through today. This is a place where children play in the dump and are constantly reminded that the world doesn't care about them. While I was down there, there were children playing in Jubilee in this place where there's trash and condoms and bottles just strewn everywhere. We started walking around to find out that Thousands of used hypodermic needle it has been just dumped where these children played. Just one more reminder of the darkness of depravity of the world that we live in. As you walk through the streets of, of Jubilee, you see women washing clothes in, in, in ditches filled with trash and big pigs. You see chickens and goats all sharing this kind of bizarre struggle. bizarre struggle to wonder one more day, one more week, is it going to make a difference? During my time there, another reminder of just the pain and the hurt with voodoo is, is rampant there, and people trying to find some sort of sense in this existence this woman comes to me holding a little puppy that you can hold in your hand. And this puppy 
was a failed voodoo sacrifice. And this little puppy's ears have been cut off and his privates have been cut off and the pads of his feet were sliced. And one more reminder of when sin and hurt and brokenness is left unchecked, it will devour the innocence. It will push back love. It'll exploit anything. But the funny thing is that with baptism and jubilee that there's there's this common denominator and I just I thank God that I get to come back and celebrate with my church and my community baptism because baptism communicates something I want to tell you something really cool in the midst of the trash and the hypodermic needles and the garbage, and the drugs, and the gangs, and the exploitation, and the disease, and marginalization. There's a holy indignation going on. There is an insurrection of a few crazy people who have been transformed by a living encounter with God. Like, how crazy do you have to be to walk into that kind of situation and stand up and say, here I am, and I am broken, and I am messed up. But God showed me love, and he called me to be the full expression of his love here in this spot among the hypodermic needles and the trash and the condoms and the naked children and the, and the disease and the infection. I am here because you matter to God. I am here because some point in my path, I was poor in spirit. And Jesus said, you are blessed. And you think about that, the audacity to not only walk up to the gates of hell, but knock the gates down and set up shop. To break through the hurt and the pain and to bring some beauty. And I think about those revolutionaries there who, who are following the revolutionary Jesus Christ.
and listening to their stories and all of their stories began somewhere all of their stories began in a similar room like this with loved ones them taking the stand in saying, you know what, I'm joining the rebellion. That, that I have a holy discontentment. I, I refuse to lay down and say, you know what, evil, have your way. Pain, have your way. Darkness, cover the earth. I am just going to let it happen. Instead, they said, no. I am going to join the holy indignation, the insurrection to have the audacity to walk into the poorest of the poorest place and tell people that are shown every single day, every single minute of their life that the world doesn't care about them. And to stand in the midst of that and say, but God loves you, Jesus loves you, and I love you, and I am going to live here and help carry your burden. And to know that that, that started with a proclamation, a proclamation like Austin's going to make today, and and and. Perhaps Austin will never go to Haiti or never be a pastor or never be a musician, and, and it doesn't matter because we don't need to know the future. We need to know what today is. We need to know what our heart is. There is this moment where, where you stand in front of your friends and your family and you stand in front of God and say, God, I do not know where you want me to be a rebel, to stand in the face of evil, to love the unlovable, to have the audacity to drink of your living water, to eat of your body and bread, to see what you see, to experience what you experience and then walk in the midst and laugh and dance and sing your song. It really is amazing that that water is the same water for thousands of years that has represented this rebellion, the rebellion against hate and prejudice and bigotry and selfishness and greed. this beautiful tapestry that is woven between us and our, and our spiritual ancestors who have 
communicated with their lives the true gospel, the true good news. That God goes to the darkest place and that the gates of hell will not stop this warrior bride, the church. Ours is not a faith of passivity. but of insurrection, bringing beauty where the enemy has staked its claim. It's a place where in a little concrete building, I sat with a little boy named Jovens with his leg recently amputated. And because of the filth that he lives in, the impossibility of keeping the wound clean, that that my friend Michael could sit there and pull the infection out of his legs. And as this boy howled and cried, leaning into me with tears. And as we spoke words of hope and life into him and loved him through that experience, again, once more a reminder that the connection of what we do here has eternal ramifications everywhere. So that's not just water. This is something that Jesus Christ did. This is something that he called the church to do. This is the stance where you shake your fist in the face of the world and say, you know what, you want to abuse and take advantage of and hurt, but you know what, with every fabric of my being and in all the strength that God provides, I am going to fight you. And every time you tell a little person that they have no hope and no future, I will be there. And I will tell them that it's not true, that they are precious in God's sight. And the beautiful thing about our faith is maybe it's not you, but you are part of something so much bigger. You are part of a body. And when we give and serve and speak words of life into one another, and when we send and when we sing, 
that we push back the darkness. People ask me all the time, why do I love baptism so much? And that is why. 